What's up and welcome to another kind of funny reactions this time to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode three halfway through this show boys it's crazy as always I'm Tim Geddes joined by Andy Cortez hey Nick Scarpino what up Kevin Coelho this show's fucking good and Paris Lily <laughs> hey what's going on Greg's running a little late so we asked to, to miss this one Paris let's start with you what do you think of this episode I loved it, and I loved it for two reasons. Baron Zemo and, Sh <laughs> and, and Sharon F. Carter, man. Wow, I love the take on Sharon Carter in this because we always assume, oh, yeah, you know, Cap, the whole history thing. Oh, no, she's pissed. She's bitter. The, everything that she did in Civil War to try and help them has basically ruined her life, and she's on the run. So I love that take on it. It was really good. Andy, what do you think? I enjoyed it as well. Um, reminded me of watching a Mission Impossible movie with all the different names and stuff being thrown at you. Kind of got a little bit confusing towards the end, but uh, I mean, we get the Wakandan sort of uh, reference at the end, a little uh, cameo, and I'm just, I'm stoked. Like it, For a lot of the episode, I was kind of like, oh, I'm feeling this. Uh, I don't know about this scene. I'm feeling this. I don't know about this scene. The end of it just made it all worth it. Nick? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the show is still strong. I think this might this so far, in my opinion, was the weakest episode. Um, I think that I like the Sharon stuff. I it, I think the Baron stuff started off cool, but then at the end, I was like, I don't, I don't know that I want this character to be the actiony villain. I really like him being the more cerebral villain, and I'm sure they'll build more of that up as they already sort of uh, have laid the foundation in on this one. But I just thought at the very very end where he like throws on the mask and starts and starts uh, like high kicking people, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess he trained in prison or something. I don't remember him being that uh, energetic in uh, Civil War. But um, nothing to say you can't reinvent some of these characters, especially if you want to reinvent them for TV. I did like the Sharon Carter stuff a lot. Um, and I think they've really nailed. They've settled into that nice groove um, with Sam and Bucky that is just fun to watch. John? I love this show. I, I, I do get that this was like... This episode had different highs and lows, but I feel like the highs were so, so solid. The, they retconned Baron Zemo, right? Like, they made him, a, like, a full-on... Because he was a cop in the first one, right? We see his, like, apartment. He was like, a soldier. Apartment. Soldier, yeah. It was a soldier, right. but it was, like, a, it was a front, though. Like, he was putting that on. It's not so much a retcon as much as a, a mission in the other movies. Got it, got it. Um, I, I'm not against it. I love, like, within... Two minutes of him getting out of prison, he's like, uh, look at me in my supervillain attire. I, I love that. I respect that a lot. Um, I got some interesting questions about Sharon. Crazy. The fact that they were like, oh, hey, we thought everything was good with you. Nope. I got fucked. I'm still fucked. I've turned kind of bad. Let's talk about how bad later. Um, Great cut to Bucky going, oh, she's awful now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the chemistry between them so solid so many moments that it, like even now adding Baron Zima I'm getting a lot of Lethal Weapons 3 vibes Nick does that you, you get what I'm saying where it's like maybe a little bit yeah maybe a little we're, bit we're, we're getting like the two of them and now we introduce Joe Pesci yeah. And it's like, mm. oh, okay, there's a weird I thought you were going Rene Russo, but yeah, I guess Joe <laughs> yeah, Pesci yeah. makes more yeah. sense. Yeah, oh, I'm going Joe Pesci, yeah. Or it's okay. like, oh, this is a, like a fun chemistry that they have with this guy that they don't like Oh, you that mean much. for, I'm sorry, you mean for Baron, not for, I thought you were yeah. just comparing yeah. Joe Pesci to Sharon sorry. Carter. I was like, I don't know if that's, no. but yeah, you're right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, on that, level, 
on that level, Kevin, I had the Cumberbatch vibes from Star Trek Two Into Darkness, the one that yes. nobody really liked a whole lot, but I thought it I was kind of fun. Where Cumberbatch is like, at what moment are you going to fuck over the team, right? You're working right, with right, us right, right now because you're kind of being forced to, but at what moment are you going to turn? We kind of saw that, a little bit of that moment, and you're like, oh shit, here it is. No, he puts on the mask and he goes full Karate Master and then shoots a gas tank, explodes a bunch of shit. Uh, keep the mask on, though. He looks. I think he looks way cool. Like, when he took the mask like, off the mask and was like... Cool. Hello, I found the car, and I'm Baron Zima or whatever. <laughs> like, Keep the mask on. How weird know. is it that he came back with a car? Where it's like, what's happening here? You know what I he mean? He found like, it in the... In the yeah, no, but I'm, I'm saying that was his moment to, like, run away and be gone. Right. And right. instead it's he's... It's a long con, he, man. He came back, and he's like, sorry, guys. I had to kill him because yeah. you know, he's making the formula, and I'm not making more soups. And it's like, all right, weird that, that they was- were like... All right, don't do it again. He's like, oh, never. But maybe but that I was will. A, that was yeah. a weirdly kind of I don't want to say disappointing moment, but they they did sort of gloss over the fact that they are now accessories to straight up murder. They went into that oh, man's I mean, cool lab and they just shot him in the head for no reason. Well, that's funny because like I I don't think that they glossed over it. I think that that's very much the point of the show. That's what I'm enjoying so much about yep. this is this episode to me felt like the middle of a Mission Impossible movie or a Winter Soldier type movie and movie, not TV show. I, I you know last week had a little bit of criticism about the dialogue feeling a little TV, but that's totally gone in this one. And I I love the the quality of it where it's not just action scenes left and right to mean movie quality, but character development, seeing the way that they're handling Sharon, I really, really enjoy. And they're clearly building something with Zemo. Marvel, if anything, has had an issue with uh, villains that kind of have depth to them. And I, they've been changing that since around Infinity War, you know, Black Panther uh, era. But I love seeing Zemo in this whole new light. Obviously, we know so much about him. We know he's cunning. We know he's conniving. What's he doing now? Like him coming back to them, especially after... Our heroes are acting like villains. Like that is a it's a very interesting place for them to be, especially with the contrast of the Captain America right now and where he's at and him breaking not so slowly, you know? Kev, what's up? Uh, just one last thing. I absolutely love how many questions and little fucking theories they got going in my brain now because of the way they're setting up the show. Where it's like the power broker. Is it gonna, are we going to find out that it's just Sharon? Could be. Like, Paris, I think that's think? a possibility. Oh, he just hit me with a ton of bricks on that one because I wasn't even considering that. But, wow, that would be quite the revelation if it turned out that, you know, Sharon is gonna, just going to go full heel and she she's the power broker. Um, the one thing I, I was also going to throw in there was it, it's Carla, right? Car, Carla, the leader Carly. of the Flex. Carly, thank you. Um yeah, I, th- I thought they were going to make her sympathetic, but then she just murdered a whole bunch of people in, in that yeah. building. So maybe not. Maybe she's not I, going to be the sympathetic villain we thought. I wasn't super excited about that choice. I feel like that's kind of a, a storytelling device just to kind of make things more exciting without really having a whole lot of uh, rationality to it, especially based on how they already had made her, right? I I don't... I hope the next episode she's not sympathetic again, and then she does something fucked up again. Like right, I, right, yeah. I, I just feel like it's a, a sort of a cheap thrills sort of thing for her and for her partner to be like, "What the hell?" There's a lot of people in there, and he'd be like, "We got to do, what we got to do." Yeah. It's like, ah, shit. I was already kind of like excited that you weren't going to be this person, but we still have a lot of time to go. Go ahead, Tim Getty. 
<laughs> see with that what i what i like about it and we'll have to see if this plays out this way but i i like that she even in this episode seems sympathetic until that moment and it's like right. it seems like they're building that story and then that happens and they could be building a great power great responsibility thing of like you know she's she has this serum now and it's like she's doing things that are that are bigger than what she should be doing blowing people up doing all this stuff and it's like i'm not saying that the serum is causing her to think differently but it's like she has this power and it's now like even though she sees herself as the hero it's a little cocky she, now she's yeah it's cocky and making really bad choices uh with that with that power and that's why not everybody should have this serum but right. we'll see now, if they, they play it out that way now one other thing with the, with the serum so the the nod that he was talking about this was coming from the cia and it was from a blood sample so this is all tying back again to isaiah bradley i would assume yeah, right yeah yeah which is rad i love it because yeah. my worry was that it was going to be not a one and done thing but him having isaiah at the moment was going to be last episode and they were going to kind of move on from it but it seems like all the different storylines are tying together which is really cool especially being in mandapur uh, mandapur and all of that um i i love that that's been stuff that me and kevin have been talking about because in the credits of it that they name drop it but uh all of the the fun comic nods and stuff they got going on there was cool but ending with the wakanda stuff i didn't see that coming at all and when i saw the bead when the beads started going i was like are we about to see fucking chadwick boseman are you kidding me and they did it but it's not to say that they can't and i'm not trying to build up like my hype because in my opinion there's something from wandavision that i stand by is it would have been amazing to see dr strange we didn't need to see dr strange we heard the music it's tied to dr strange with this it's tied to wakanda and that's fucking cool i love that this world is not as siloed off as it used to be we can just kind of reference things in places and we get it we get the black panthers involved in this even if it's not the black panther himself and i think that having this character who we've seen before this this isn't just a a random wakandan like she's the one that was in civil war um during the the scene where they told black or black widow to to move yeah oh gotcha oh right Uh, yeah that was her she was like move or you will be moved that's her yeah gotcha holy shit yeah Mm -hmm. uh one one more thing is uh, Latvia just being like, oh, hey, we're going to go somewhere. Latvia? Kev, no. <laughs> see? What? I had the same problem. I had the same thing you did. Oh, I Googled it. it. Yeah. Latvia. <laughs> yeah. Real place. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Lat- Latveria, yeah, Dr. Doom's place. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Damn it. But, I got but, so excited. I do think that they're building up an MCU version of Latvia. Latveria with this because all of the talk about Sokovia being destroyed and yeah, being kind yeah, of like yeah. overtaken I, I bet that that becomes Doctor Doom there, place somehow. Totally not story related. There was a small moment that did feel kind of network TV for me and it's such a weird thing that I that I noticed but I felt that the sequence where they are going to go talk to Doctor I already forget the dude's name who just got shot and he was making the super soldier serum which, by the way, was a really cool kind of thing to explain away why he stopped working on it because he got blipped. And I think that's a right. really yeah. kind that of cool. easy way to project. explain things away uh, for Marvel. Like, it's like good for them. They have this in their back pocket to use if they ever need it. Like, oh, I was blipped. That's why, you know, that's why you hadn't heard from me or whatever. But there's a sequence where they're all kind of walking in with their guns. And it totally felt like if they were to make the Mission Impossible TV series, but not Tom Cruise, just the the kind of side squad, maybe not even Simon Pegg, you know, <laughs> just like the smaller like stars or whatever. And I was like, oh, this this feels like network TV right here. It felt like a CSI sort of show when they're walking in that lab. But that cargo container, so cool. Like I, I'm just all into the little secret sort of push oh, the dude, door and suddenly there's off, a giant lab. So first sick. Off, 
Am I the only one that thought it was going to go down? Oh, and I there were stairs upward. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's different. I was like, that's yeah. really cool. That was really yeah, crazy. And also, cool. don't ever trust Bucky if he says, I need to go for a walk. Nah, dude. Buck, no. There's got to be a rule between you all at the end of the episode where he's like, I got to go for a walk. And they're like, all right, you good? All right, cool. Later, later, Bucky. Nah, dude. He's up to some shit. <laughs> like, you well, can't you, trust that shit. You also bring up a great point about that because, you know, they're in Madripoor and he basically had to embrace his Winter Soldier side and you seeing him just whipping people's ass. And then Falcon even has to, yeah, Falcon had to, like, hey, you, oh. we, we good? You're, you're yeah. good? And he was like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving Bucky in this because, like I said before in a previous episode, he remembers everything being the winter soldier. So even just his cruelty and his fighting style, all of that is still a part of him. He's just choosing not to do it at this point. And so. there's, I was gonna say, there's even that moment, Paris, where Zemo goes, ah, oh, you kind of, he's kind of back in a form, right? Yeah. yeah. He yeah. kind of looks at, he kind of looks at Sam and says that. Yeah. And I love that. Cause like, just that little line itself has such implications as to what Zemo thinks he can possibly do with this. I feel like exactly. Zemo thinks like I have a weapon like at my disposal right here that I could possibly figure out how to use for my you know my own gain, which is pretty cool. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. A lot of people at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh, including Kevin. Isn't that right? Yep. And I love it. What do you love most about HelloFresh, Kev? So we do the vegetarian options because Paul is a vegetarian. And mm -hmm. I can't believe how many different vegetarian foods I'm eating that are phenomenal. There's so many. That's great. That's great. And that's the whole thing. HelloFresh gives you a ton of options based on uh, your diet, based on what type of food you're looking for. Uh, they offer the, ex the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week, whatever you need. Uh, so you can go to HelloFresh.com slash morning12 and use code morning12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash morning12. Next up, I want to give a shout out to BetterHelp, our new sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us take care of our bodies, but 2020 and 2021 have been tough, so you might also want to be taking care of your minds. I mean, definitely, you 100% do. It's been really rough. Uh, there's a misunderstanding of what therapy is. It can be whatever you need it to be, whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be sitting around talking about your feelings. A lot of people battle with their temper or their stress, and it's about to kill them, or they have depression, anxiety, PTSD, the list goes on. If this is you, you can use therapy to get some tools that help make life easier. Uh, BetterHelp is customized online therapy therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And that's great. You know, I know a lot of people uh have a feeling that one way or another about this type of stuff. And I feel love that this kind of gives you the options to do it at your own pace. And so that you feel comfortable. We're always talking to kind of funny about how important mental health is. And this is a, a great way of uh, great couple steps that you could be taking to, to deal with it. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours, join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by better health and all of you listeners can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash morning. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P 
BetterHelp.com/slash/morning. BetterHelp.com/slash/morning. Yeah, I thought that whole scene was really, really, really cool of them having Same. to play the different parts. And uh, the part Sam was playing uh, is a reference to old comic stuff too. Really weird and problematic problem uh, comic stuff, but uh, it's like Sam Wilson's original origin story that they the comics have retconned uh, to to make not true. But he Sam Wilson used to go by. A, a different name, something Snap Wilson, I think it was, and uh, he was a pimp, drug lord guy, <laughs> and so him like dressing up like that as a reference to his yeah. old uh, old identity, which is kind of cool. Uh, but what I really like about what we're seeing now with uh, with Bucky's character is going into this show, we all kind of expect, oh, it's going to end with Falcon becoming Captain America. But it always, even though the show's called Falcon and Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier always kind of was the back side of it to me of like I, I never even really thought about where he ends up but now with this wakanda stuff it's like oh shit like does this end with him embracing the white wolf as Ooh, his yeah, yeah. like identity yeah. like i think so does this end with him going back to wakanda to because he has the piece there he has that stuff like I, that's kind of cool i i i really get the feeling like from the beginning that like by the end of this it's n- it's no longer going to be falcon it's going to be captain america you know, like the, his, he finally mm-hmm. will embrace that identity. And I hadn't thought about the second part of the name that it's, you know, Winter Soldier. And it's like, that's not a good identity for, um, like, you know, the, the Buckster. Buckster, exactly. The Buckster, Bucky. Yeah. Like, that's not something he's proud of. And it's like, I think by the end of it, he will have that growth too. Yeah. Do you think it's White Wolf? Ah, uh, yeah, I, I don't think know. It could There's, be. But I feel like there's other options, and I kind of feel like they're throwing around White Wolf in such a joking way that, like, like because we've heard it, him call, like, you know, he was like White Wolf when when uh, what uh, Falcon brought it Sam up. Sam kind of, yeah. Yeah, so I, I kind of feel like, I, I don't know what other identities he can go by. Like, maybe we get the Bucky again, but no, I, I don't Just know. Give him a cool costume. Give him a cool new costume. Call him the White Wolf. Let's call it a day. I, I need new marketing we need to sell new toys. Um, the sequence, the sequence later on. I'm glad they went full heel with John Walker. Um, I, I Wait, was. Hold on. Kind- by the way, by the way, sorry to interrupt you, Andy. Right back to you. Am I the only one that didn't know that that's Kurt Russell's son? No, I. Oh, knew. I didn't know that. I knew. I knew. Really? I had you no can't idea. Hear his great. voice. He sounds exactly like Kurt Russell. Yeah, he that's does. hilarious. He totally does. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Did not know. I had sorry, no idea. Um, yeah, I'm glad they went full heel with him. I'm glad that they aren't going to kind of let. Him and uh, his, what's his friend? Uh, Battlestar. Ven- Battlestar, yeah. I'm glad that Captain America and Battlestar aren't, well, maybe not Battlestar, because it seemed like Battlestar was kind of against yeah. it, but I thought Marvel was going to have them sort of sit on the fence and kind of tell the audience, you don't know whose side they really are on, whether they're on the side of the government or whether they want to fuck over Bucky. No, like, Captain America is just straight up being like, we're going to, whether it's true or not, we're going to make it a truth. And we're going, like, it's our word against theirs. You know, we can sort of frame them as these awful people who, you know, broke out Zemo out of jail or whatever. And then it seems like Balasar is kind of like, oh, do we really want to do that? Like, I don't, like yeah. I don't know if this is the right call or whatever, but I'm glad that they made him kind of immediately the villain. I didn't want him to be this sort of gray area type that by the end of the season, we're like, ah, oh, he was fine as a character. No, I want to hate him. Like I think he's a hateable character. Yeah. He's supposed to be disliked. Yeah. And I think they yeah. I think they're doing that by pushing him toward like they're really leaning him into the pressure that he's feeling of like trying to be Captain America and having to do this big thing. He's just he's just crumbling underneath yeah. that. But I do want to give a shout out to the production design behind his costume where the star 
goes between the costume itself and the mm-hmm. the actual like his holster or whatever it is. Yeah, like, that's so cool. Like a lot of really it, cool. and you brought it up earlier. Um, Zemo's costume. I thought that mask looked really really cool, and that like that just like uh like uh, shearling sort of uh, column that he's got for his coat. I'm like, that's awesome. Come on, this is a yeah. comic book show. So, I, so I, I have a conspiracy theory with Hit John me. Walker. Um, and and this goes to just to my overall thing that. I think Thunderbolt Ross is behind a lot of this stuff. I think his mission, now that we're finding out more about the power broker, power broker and the super soldier serum and the scientist that was working on it, we knew he used to work for the government. He went away and was working for the power broker. I think John Walker's ultimate mission is to recover the remaining uh, super soldier serum. 100%. And I think ultimately he's going to wind up taking it by the end. But this is all being fueled by Ross. Ross I- wants his own team. I think I think you're right on with that, especially at the moment where they break into that place looking for these people, looking for um, the flag smashers. Right, right, right. They break in and John Walker sees immediately this dude's not scared of me. He doesn't give a shit who I am. Like I may be Captain America to him, but he knows I am not a superhuman. I'm just a regular dude and he is not intimidated whatsoever. And in that moment, you can tell shit, I got to do something about this because I'm not scaring anybody right now. I'm like, do you know who I am? And he's like, yeah, I know who you are. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like such a such a demeaning moment for John Walker. And I think right then and there, sort of in his brain, he goes, I got to do something about this. Where's that super soldier serum? Yeah, but I think that the coolest part is that uh, what his Bucky was like, nah, man, Battlestar. it's not. Yeah, but uh, he's like, it's not about them being afraid of you like they respect these people you know what i mean and like yeah it's clear that uh the new captain america doesn't get it shit went right over his head where he was just like yeah you know i'm gonna like i need to like be able to control the situation and it's like i really like how they're laying down this dynamic of like this guy has no patience for this stuff he doesn't get why these people are supporting him he feels like they should be behind him because who he is. He thinks the name brings him up higher. And He's like, look realizes, at my accolades. Look at yeah. everything I've done, you know? But when he realizes, oh, the name doesn't get you the respect you earn, he's going to look for something else. And I, I think need that's power. where we get, yeah, him, him getting... Power broker. Yeah. Uh, now, Paris, like, I, I agree with you that Thunderbolt Ross is involved somehow. And, like, it's weird that we haven't seen him so far in the show. Uh, and granted, they're doing a good job of having, you know, new characters introduced with, like, mm-hmm. Zemo and then Sharon and all that stuff. But it's weird that the last time we saw Thunderbolt Ross was Tony's funeral. And he was kind of just standing there. It wasn't in Endgame at all. We didn't really get any hints of that stuff. Do you think that there's a chance that he is the power broker somehow? I don't think so. Because, again, like I, I was saying, is the fact that the power broker had the serum and had the, the scientist that was actually working on it and the Flag Smashers stole it from him. It in you know that text message went through where he was threatening to kill killer and all that stuff. That doesn't sound like Ross. Like I think Ross's intentions is to truly protect the world versus becoming like some kind of villain. And obviously this power broker has a lot of connections in the Madripoor and all that. That doesn't seem like something Ross would do. So I don't I don't think he's the power broker, but I do think he's a key player in this as far as want to control, you know, basically who has the the power in the world, so to speak. And and he knows that super soldier serum is a huge part of it. Cause obviously go back to the incredible Hulk. He was, he was clearly involved as far, you know, even back then. And now that the Avengers are no more, he's gonna, 
put a suit or, or armor around the world, right? Like Tony Stark. So I, I would imagine that would be why he created John Walker to be the new Captain America, recovered the super soldier serum. John Walker gets the super soldier serum and he has his team, which we know eventually will be the Thunderbolts. And one last thing on, on Ross, don't forget, and in the pre-pandemic, we would have seen him in Black Widow. Mm -hmm. So he was supposed to come back already. So maybe even that would have been like him looming large over Falcon and Winter Soldier, because that probably would have been a hint towards his, his ultimate goal. Yeah. Gave it to me, Andy. Want to put a suit armor around the world. That's my uh, Robert Downey Jr. right there. Apparently. Fan fantastic. Let's go around. Who do you guys think the power broker is? Option could just be, it's nobody. It's just the power broker. It's a new character. Uh, Kevin mentioning Kevin mentioning Sharon, I think is a, yeah, I like a that. really cool. I, I think that is a cool little thing. bit too obvious of a twist, just with the way they're setting up. But I think it'd be really like cool, you think especially. they want the, You think the story writer, the the writers are, they want us to think it's Sharon. Is that what you're well, saying? Yeah, because yeah, why else would she be there? That's right. the thing. You also, know? so it's like, is, it's like leads she, me to think it is her. We saw her no house, tradition. and it had like crazy paintings in it. Or was that just a hotspot that they were hanging out at? I think that like, was just like a spot where she keeps art and sells mm -hmm. art. I think that was her job because mm. they had they had people like looking at the art on iPads and shit. And I th I just I just thought that maybe she threw a party so she could sell the illegal art to people, mm. and it looked like a cool party. Except Sam, no one looked like they were enjoying themselves. Shout out to Baron. her for Baron had a shout out to time. her for like Baron is having a great time. He's like dancing. Shout, shout out to her for getting back on her feet so quickly. Like she's resourceful, man. She's yeah. Did she get blip out, blipped out? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think she got blipped. I think she's been around this entire time. So she's been doing this for suck. seven years? That sucks. Yeah, at that point, you're like, I'm deep. I'm deep into the criminal organization. Mm -hmm. You know, this yeah. is like a uh, this is like Donnie Brasco, where it's like, eh, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll just stay in this gangster life. You know what I mean, Andy? Yeah, for sure. Eat the gabagool. Yeah, exactly. The the gabagool. gabagool, Nick. Yep, that's it. Remember the movie Deep Cover with Larry Fishburne? I don't know. It's like early '90s, but uh, that's literally he was he was a government agent who went undercover, you know, with with drug dealers and all that. And then he realizes halfway through, wait, I'm gonna do this for real. I love yeah. this. So then he becomes a criminal. That's, that's why awesome. I kind of see with Sharon. Yeah, that could be interesting. But what what I'm interested in about the Power Broker stuff is the only time we've heard the Power Broker mentioned besides this show is in Ant Man and the Wasp. And so it's like, it has to connect to that timeline at least somewhat. So that's the one thing that makes me think it might not be Sharon. You think well, it's Michael Douglas? Wasn't that the benefactor though, or something like that? Did they say Power Broker? I'm pretty sure they said Power Broker. I might be wrong about this, but I, I remember it because it's the Walter Goggins right, situation. Right. Like when they fought him. I forgot him. about Walter. I forgot Walter Goggins was, was in the there? universe. After the show, I'll look it up. And Wait, we can when was Walter Goggins? Who, who, yeah, in. when is Walton Goggins? Yeah, who? God, I'm sorry. Batman and the Wasp. No, the first one, the first thing. Oh, no, it was Ant-Man and Wasp. You're right. Yeah. Was he the bad guy? The, yeah. Remember, you know no. the fight with the, the when the knife's thrown and Wasp runs on it? Yeah. That fight scene. <laughs> he has a briefcase. They're in like a hotel. Right. Right. They talk, I'm, I'm pretty sure they talk uh, about Power yeah, Broker, but you're right. It might have been Benefactor. Mm. We can look it up. Yeah. I do, I do want to point out just how um, not urgent everything felt in that shipyard scene when Sharon's just taking out everybody and they, and both 
people just get into a car. Like, Sharon just kind of walked up to a car and like, we got to go. I'll tell you everything on the way. But like her and her driver were just totally cool. Calm. Like, what if there's more people? They had guns and knives. And also, what are these dudes doing with knives around here? Like, Sharon just takes them out so easily. Like, everybody Dude. should have an AK or something, Kevin, you know? When she stuck that guy with the knife that was oh. walking down and he just oh, pulls the it hand? out. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> Like, oh, no, I don't enjoy any of this. No. <laughs> you know what's crazy is, did this plot remind you guys of anything? Of why they're all hunting them down, like, like assassins fighting them? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, the, like John I Wick. literally, I was watching the suspenser. I was like, oh. bro, we're going full John Wick. And he's like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. It's like, oh. Now, you know what's crazy? Yeah. What? Written by the same, this episode was written by the writer there of John Wick. Go. Oh, he, wow. There's, there's a Wick. moment, there's literally a moment where Sharon Carter, like, she beats the shit out of two dudes. And then the guy comes around the corner. She's just waiting there for him, and like pop, pop. And she's holding the gun just like John Wick, where they do that, like the traditional gun, like straight up hold. And then she kind of backs up, <laughs> and like runs away. And I'm like, man, this gives me John Wick vibes. I want to yeah. watch John Wick again. Paris, you ever written, seen John Wick? Written by Derek Kolstad. I saw the first one, but I've not seen the sequel. Paris, so it's it's it, it, I'll tell you what, Paris. If you watch the rest of them, I will watch Deep Cover because this movie looks dumb <laughs> shit. I'm surprised that I have not seen it. Nickel's going to watch it anyway. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. It sounds awesome. I think I must have seen this at some point. Uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let us know in the comments below what you think about The Falcon and the Winter Sol Soldier. Episode 3. The Power Broker uh, will return next week. And also, if you're not watching Invincible, you totally should be watching Invincible. We're also doing weekly reaction to that amazing, amazing show. Uh, you can find it right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. Paris, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you? Oh, well, obviously, you can find me here on Kind of Funny on the Xcast. You can find me at Gamertag Radio. Do it. Till next time. Love you guys. Bye.